Going Commando with Angela and Dana is brought to you by finduniquelyyou.com. Everyone has a story. I have a story. You have a story. We all have a story. As I see it, you have three choices. Allow your story to define you, use it to excuse you, or utilize it as a method to empower you. It's your life. You have the power. You choose. Rewrite your story on finduniquelyyou.com. We're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. <laughs> Hi, my name is Dana Sardano, and this is Angela DeMarco, and we are going commando. Going Commando is a little show that we put together because A, we think we're funny, and B, we think the world has to hear what we have to say. <laughs> no, but really, we we have we understand uh, the importance of just being who we are and uh, doing that publicly, and maybe giving those who watch this permission to do the same. So uh, here we are, Going Commando. Good morning, Missy Angela. Let me ask you a question. I just heard. Um, uh, a beep in in my earphones. Are you hearing that sound? I do not hear a beep. Okay, great. Um, so it's on a your beep. end. A ding or some shit like that. <laughs> no. Anyway, good morning, Angela. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, uh. No. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It is a Monday morning in New York, August seventh. Um, I uh, Dana and I have just been apart apart for ten days. Mm. I know it was bad. It was I can't bad. You, boo. I'm all like, yeah, no attachments, and like, you know, all this bullshit about no attachments. Meanwhile, I'm like, <laughs> so we always say that, like, we did, we started recording Commando because we would go not talking pretty much over the weekend, little texts yeah. here and there, um, so we could be their families. Um, and Dana took a vacation with her family, and the day that she left was the day that I went with mine. And I got back late last night. So we haven't really, really, really talked. And we have so much to talk about. Oh, yeah, and so, <laughs> so we're going to be a little giddy because we're like, ah, seeing each other for the first time. <laughs> oh, my God, I miss you so much. <laughs> oh, my God. It'd be, like, it'd be like, Dana, I have five minutes. Of I, know, I know. I know. I should hear your voice. I know. I'm like, dude, I'm on the toilet. But... <laughs> Okay, 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 the kids are coming back. I just want to say hi. Okay, you good? Holy shit, that happened? Okay, bye. <laughs> I wish we were exaggerating. Seriously, dude. Seriously. I, I had to, like, really think about it and, like, really look at myself and be like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, like... <laughs> Because you know what? Because, okay, we know that we have this awesome collaboration as business partners. We're also yes. really, really, we've become so close as friends, right? Yes. And when something <laughs> happens in our personal life, the friends part of us has to share it with each other because we, we give each other the reactions that we want. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. yeah, I'll tell Rob something and he's like, and I swear to God, this is my husband. He's like, I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I know. And then if there's like a business idea, it's like, holy shit, I have a new shift in direction. You're like, okay, yeah, let's talk about it on Monday. And I'm yeah. Like, oh. And if I tell Rob, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I know. I have like, I tell Maddie and she's like, cool, mom. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. 
That's interesting. <laughs> I will tell you that, um, you know, our commercial and, and the thing in your book, we all have a story. Yeah. Chris, Christian was brushing his teeth uh, yesterday as, as we were leaving out of the hotel and he goes, I have a story. You have a story. <laughs> well, what's funny is mine, my kids make fun of me for it because when I had to record that under 30 seconds, no matter how hard I tried, I kept being like 32, 34 seconds because I didn't want to be like, I have a story. You have a story. We all have a story. And it was really <laughs> difficult. So my kids kept hearing me. So like, you know, so now every once in a while they want to bust my stones. Like one of them would be like, I have a story. And then they'll both be like, you have, we all have a story. Like, you know, as far as I see it or whatever the hell it is, you know? Yeah. So your kid is actually an homage. Mine are just. Dicks. Yeah. yeah dicks. <laughs> we love our children. We love our children. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, we uh, just wrapped up doing three episodes on recommendment number six. We talked about judgment, expectation, and attachments. And that was really great. Each kind of had its own. So um, we're in the season of celebrating the 10 recommendments, Dana's book, 10 recommendments for personal empowerment, whichever way the book is going to go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, if anybody is searching for the book, it is, uh, please look up the second edition, but we'll put the links in relevant areas for you. Um, and um, you can also go to phenom-publishing.com for information on Dana, her other books, all that stuff. Whew. Okay, that all being said, this week we are going to be discussing uh, recommendment number seven, and Dana is going to take us through it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're almost at the end. We're almost at the end. Okay. The seventh recommendment. I shall not refute the truth. Oh, before we start. I love this one so much because all the other ones at the end of the day, if it's not this one, then you got crap. Sorry for the interruption. Right. You, could, you could delete that if you want. No. I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the seventh recommandment. I shall not refute the truth and deny the solution to that truth. Rather, I shall accept that awareness and willingness are the keys to wellness. If I am not well, then I may lack the awareness or the understanding of the problem at hand or the solution to that problem. If I have the awareness and am still not well, then I am lacking the willingness to do what is necessary to rectify the problem at hand. I'm just going to add one more piece. Acceptance of these truths is the first step in the right direction. I also understand that anger, frustration, and discontent are just a form of resistance to the truth. And my readiness to accept this truth is my first step towards freedom. And I thought that last part was really important. Yeah, no, it's, I remember when you wrote this one and cause when you were writing them, you would send like a, a send a chapter or basically, yeah. you know, and I would go through it. And I remember chewing on this cause I didn't understand it. I was like, Dana, it's convoluted. I don't understand it. I don't really get it. But now that I understand, so, so I really want to focus on, talking about the willingness and the, and the awareness and, and how they go hand in hand mm -hmm. and how much it sucks if you have the awareness, but you're not, don't have the willingness. Oh my God. That like sucks the most, I think. It sucks the most. And you know, it's funny. I have to you know do a shout out to, to our girl, Steffi Starr, because I remember once having a conversation with her and we were talking about like, what really is holding people back? And, and my response was, it's all accountability. Everything is accountability. You have to be account. Everybody's looking, not everybody, 
just to be fair, people are often looking out for some sort of salve, some sort of, you know, magic pill, whatever it is. And I'm like, no, it's personal accountability. And she said, no, 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 it is awareness and willingness. And I really had to dive into that to make sense of that. And it really makes sense because at the end of the day, it is personal accountability. Because if you're not willing, willing to do it, then you're getting nowhere. But let's just break this down for a second. So awareness and willingness. There are many people going through the world not even realizing that they are not living, as people like to say, their best lives, right? To their best potential. They have, they have, they have developed this cocoon of discontent and have just come to acceptance on it. And there really is a lack of awareness. There's also people who are aware that there is an issue, right? But they don't have the awareness of how to, um, of how to go about fixing it. And that's why they're looking outward, right? So they've got that awareness. Then you have those people who have developed the awareness. Oh, I'm this way because you hear that all the time. Well, my mommy didn't love me and my daddy was a jerk store. You know what I mean? And they have the awareness, but they stop there because the work that it takes to put those demons to rest can be a bitch sometimes. <laughs> Is a giant bitch all the time. Is a giant bitch all the fucking time. Right? So when you have, there's people, it's unfortunate because when you have the willingness, like, oh, I want to make these changes, but you don't know what to do. That's, that's frustrating. But when you have the the awareness and you're not willing to do the work and can't figure out why my life still sucks and you're angry because... I don't want to be um, disparaging in any way, but because you bought the right crystal and you watched the right YouTube video. But the reality is the work is the work and that's where the willingness comes in. Yeah. And, and it's a simple, to, to put it in like layman's practical shit that we deal with every day. It is the being in the relationship that is uncomfortable. You have an awareness that the relationship's uncomfortable, but you're not willing to do anything about it. And you're miserable and you're seeking outside support. You're seeking outside comforts that or distractions. Let's just talk about self soothing for a moment. Oh (laughs) yeah. Bust it out. Seriously. Like, like seriously, the, the, the shopping, the gambling, the drinking, the partying. I mean, we're all grownups, right? I get that. And this is not because I'm sober and so like high and mighty, but like, I see, I find it really sad when I see people my age getting hammered, like at parties, I think it's very sad because your kids are watching you, you're acting like an idiot. And it's, I, I just find it sad, you know, like have a couple drinks, who cares? But like the, to the point of um, getting so wasted, like you did when you were in your early twenties, it's just not, um, it's just very, to me, very telling that you're avoiding something in your own life that you have to go that far to get away from it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it, the easy argument, and this does not come from, from a place of judgment, it really comes from a place of observation. The easy argument is, but alcoholism is a disease. And I understand why people say that. However, what I think is, 
many of us have a, a, a brokenness or um, a dysfunction that we have. And we've talked about this in all of our episodes, so I'm not going to go into a whole dissertation about it, but from our childhood that we learned unhealthy coping mechanisms along the way. <laughs> but we learn these unhealthy coping mechanisms along the way. And what we do is we distract ourselves or we self-soothe and we do this. And as we get older and we become more complex individuals, you know, a six-year-old is far more complex than a two-year-old, a 16-year-old more than a six-year-old and so on and yeah. so forth. So when we are now in adulthood and we're even more complex, our self-soothing, our coping mechanisms become... I, maybe more complex isn't isn't the right way of saying it, but definitely more intense. You yeah. know, you've or heard like me, age age appropriate, I guess. Age appropriate, right? Yeah. And you've yeah. heard me say, Angela, when people don't overcome these things as we get older, there becomes a tipping point where where you real dark night of the soul, where you really have to make the decision, and you could either do the difficult work and go down. That'll be your trajectory, or you be start to become a caricature of yourself. Whatever your your insecurities are, whatever your weaknesses are, whatever your damage is, whatever it is, it gets really, really dark and ugly. And that's the same with alcoholism. When you see kids, kids, young people in their 20s, partying, drinking, you know, college stuff or whatever, you know, that's all fine and dandy. That's what kids do. And then they learn. And then in their 30s, when they're still doing it, you're like, all right, they're a little late to the party. But when people are then married 40s, 50s, 60s and still utilizing that coping mechanism in the same way it means their fork in the road they just kept going in the other direction rather than taking the opportunity and sometimes it gets ugly sometimes it shows up in in health issues sometimes it shows up in failed relationships sometimes you know whatever whatever that dark night is you know what yeah. i mean yeah and and i think the the key there what you said was it shows up no matter what no matter no matter what, there is no running from your shit. It shows up, it repeats itself, it gets worse and worse and worse until it breaks you. And that is it. Like you either hand, you nip it in the bud or you're pulling out like the dead roots. Like it is just, it is just the way it is. If I look back at all my relationships with, with boyfriends, husbands, <laughs> so I'm starting into my mother who's on her fourth. Okay. Um, but there was definitely a pattern in who I was with those people and the relation and the, the breakups got harder and the damage got worse every single time until I rectified that part of me that was needing to learn that lesson. Um, so health wise, you know, you, you, you ignore the, the, the pain in your boob and you go to the doctor and, oh my gosh, you have a tumor in your boob because you didn't deal with it. You know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's, it's just like it, everything has to be, has to be dealt with or you suffer the consequences. So when things are uncomfortable or things are, are not, um, when you use your emotional guidance system to like <laughs> wreck two for, for those who aren't paying attention. Um, if you feel icky about situations, try to discover, try to create the awareness of what is icky about it. And it may not be like, Oh, like it may not be as, as simple as, um, Oh, I'm thirsty. I have an awareness. I have a willingness to pick up my glass and drink some water. It may not be that. The the um, why am I always angry at work? 
could be because your relationship at home is really shitty. And so trying to figure out why, like where the, 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 the pinpoint of that, that emotion is or that feeling or that thing that, that, that's icky. And then once you have the awareness of it, to have the awareness and not do anything about it is the fucking worst. It's the worst. It is the, the worst. worst. Yeah. It is it is like um when I um it, it, it is like I'm gonna focus on drinking too because I'm I'm recovered alcoholic 13 years. I'm not an alcoholic anymore. 13 years in recovery. Um <clears throat> I just don't drink anymore. Um but I saw so many people say like, I have a problem with alcohol and they would still go out and drink. And then it's like the, the shame and the regret. Oh, the oh my God. I know I have this problem, but I can't do anything about it. Yeah, you can. You really can. You know what I mean? You're just using it as an excuse. It's another distraction. I don't, I can't, I, I don't, you know, whatever. But you don't it, understand. Yo, God, I know everybody's life is different and everyone's special and unique. <laughs> She's Why, my impatience is coming. No, through. I know, I know, I know. Let's just, let's just, <laughs> let, let me tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. So I saw this bunny. No, I'm just kidding. So we're in Tampa. We're in Tampa and I, Angela and I, we actually met at USF. And uh, woo, University of Santa Fe. <laughs> so, so anyway, so uh, we went to Tampa. We went to Bush Gardens Zoo. We were just trying to do something a little bit different. We're in Florida, in case anybody who's listening doesn't understand that. And instead of doing the typical four-day Disney trip, we went to Tampa. So I haven't been to USF. I was there 10 years ago for a sorority reunion, whatever, judge me later, but for a sorority reunion. <laughs> but I haven't been there in 10 years, even though I had graduated 30 years ago. So I wanted to bring my girls there just to see the campus, you know, just get a sense, whatever. I thought it would be fun. They're too young to go to school, but I thought it would be fun. So I wanted to take them to the school bookstore because I wanted to have that um, experience to take them, but, you know, buy them a shirt, buy, you know, buy them something with the USF gear. Right? I thought it would be fun. So I mentioned it once or twice, but Rob, because he's so in tune with me, he was making it his mission. Like we were going to the boat, like first day it was closed and we went back the next day, but it was important to him that I go, but nobody really understands why. So whatever, so we go to the bookstore and I'm walking around with the girls and I'm saying to them, and I know, you know, a sweatshirt, a hoodie is like 80 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I know what I'm in for, but I want to do this for my kids and I'm not looking at price tags. So I'm walking around with them and, you know, and I, I start to get emotional, but I don't understand why. So I'm ignoring it, right? So I'm ignoring it. And I'm like, you know, doing the thing with them. And then Rob gets a little bored. He's like, I'll wait for you outside. Um, Nala, I wound up getting what she wanted. And she goes outside with Rob. And I'm walking around with Yaya. And I'm waiting for, but I could feel it. I could feel it wasn't anxiety. It was just like, uh, like I was on this mission, right? And I could feel the emotion in my chest. And then... The tipping point was we're waiting for a guy to get the sweatshirt that Yaya wanted in her size. And this song comes on the, 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 whatever the music, the radio. And there's a song that's very special to me that is connected with Nala, uh, Bruno Mars, the way you are. You're beautiful. Just the way because, you are. Yeah. Just the way because the year she was born. That was a song that came out. I made a video. So every time we hear that song, mommy gets, so that was a freaking tipping point. Like that song came on and I'm like, together keep it together and I go and I pay for the stuff and I go outside and I just lost it and I realized that when I went to USF 
I grew up in New Jersey, graduated high school, went to visit the school, got on a plane, like a, no parental supervision, got on a By plane, yeah. went down there. And anytime in the four years that I was there, when parents would come for something or girl, you know, the, our sorority sisters would be dropped off, like at the beginning of the year, like their parents like would show up and like take them to dinner. Like who's going to Burns and who's going to the melting pot and like the fancy places and you know, who was having the rooms decorated. And I was literally on my own and never had that experience where a parent would take me to the bookstore and say, get what you want. And I didn't realize that the little girl, the, the 20 year old Dana, who just desperately wanted that was just sort of force feeding my children <laughs> that they have this experience. But Rob fucking schmooby was so beautiful <laughs> about it because he got it. Like he knew that I had together. He knew without knowing you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when I was telling him, he let me break down. Of course, kids are like, why is mommy crying again? You know what I mean? Like I had my meltdown. But I'm bringing this up because I could have, if I wasn't so aware of my insanity, like I could have just ignored it and just, oh, it's PMS or oh, and, but I had to look at it and I understood, oh, there's a part of me that's still wounded by that. I never realized that I carried that wounded version of myself around. I just put a mask on and was like, I don't need anything from anybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I didn't realize that that sucked for me. It sucked for me. And so when I brought the girls there and bought them this up, it was an opportunity for me to revisit it. And I revisited it and I was able to put it to rest because as an adult, I understand my mother didn't have shit. My mother was so screwed up in her own life. She didn't have it at her point. At her, that point in her life, she was psyched that I was 18 and I was off on my own. She just didn't have the bandwidth. But I do. I do. And I could do something differently for my daughters. And then I started fantasizing about when they go to school, what that's going to look like. You know what I mean? And all of that. And it was really something. And and when we got home from Tampa, I spent days achy a little bit off. Even you noticed, you were like, you're mm -hmm. right. I'm like, I'm fine. But like, <laughs> I realized that that is another part of me that needed to be flushed. Mm. I do this work all the time. I'm very much aware of what this is all about. And it hit me over the side of the head. So when people are going through life with a lack of awareness, they don't even realize why they feel heavy or why they cried for no reason or why a certain song struck a chord. Yeah. It's time we start opening the blinders and looking at it, you know? Oh, it's a beautiful story, Dana. Thank you for sharing. It was something. It was something. Yeah. It makes so much sense too. And God, I'm just thinking about my Fontana Hall experience getting dropped off. My mom's like, don't let the door hitch in the ass. Take the kid boys to Bush Garden. See ya. And I was like, bye. And yeah, everyone else's parents were there helping them make the beds and decorating. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even know how to do laundry. Like, you know, Maddie's going to college mm -hmm. and uh, I'm like, okay, this is how you clean a toilet. She's got her own, she's got to take care of her own bathroom. I'm like, here, this is how you do your laundry. Like she's, you know, like she's going to go with the skills that I had. And I was like, Andrew, you can come home whenever you want. I'm here. Like, we're going to talk. My mom was like, oh, I was like, don't you feel bad that we don't talk? She's like, yeah, I know you'll call when you need money. My roommate, one of my roommates, because I, I could through a few of them. But oh, one me of too. Them, she used to Lisa talk, Guberman, poor Lisa. Oh, oh. 
But my roommate Trish, she used to speak to her mother every day. And her and mother you thought it was like annoying, right? Did I was think- like, what the hell is wrong with you? I literally didn't call my mother until it was time for me to go home for Christmas. And I didn't go home for so anyway, we could do this all day long, but the point <laughs> is is it was damaging and we didn't it made us stronger. Yeah. But the parts of us that were damaged by it should not be ignored. I hate using the word should. If we want to lead happy, healthy lives, if we need to transmute that, I now, again, as an adult, recognize that my mother didn't have it in her. Yours didn't either. Your mother had yeah. other priorities. It made you a better mother. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. And, and when, when we can recognize them, we have the opportunity to break the patterns. Right. Because we don't have to do the same thing to our kids. Well, this is what I had. This is how I did it. You know, like I partied my ass off in high school and college. Maddie does not drink. Self-soothing at its finest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I was a total partier. I showed up. They knew the party was starting. And I thought I was so. No, no, I was broken. And I was waiting for that opportunity to go out and pop whatever, whatever the hell it was. Listen, I'm not gonna lie, lie, man. There was some of this. There was some of this. There was a lot of this. There was a lot was... of stuff. I know. Yeah. Anything to take you away. I know. Yeah. And uh, but it's true. Like I have. I, there are so many people that I can see. Like I'll run into people now that um, that I maybe have gone to high school with. Now they have kids, and they are the same people that they were in high school. So and they're treating their kids the same way that they were treated. So it's just mm-hmm. like perpetuates the cycle. But you have this opportunity. And I have this opportunity to become aware of what drives us, what hurt us. And instead of wallowing it or instead of like just being like, that's just the way it is, you know, I'm not going to bother learning another way. That's what the work is. The work is how do I make this a better experience for my child? How do I transmute that and make it now beautiful for the next generation to come through? Like, how do I break all those ancestral cycles that, you know, were repeated. Yeah. Yeah. And, and embracing and acknowledging the different aspects, excuse me, Miss Goosey. <laughs> the different aspects of yourself in the process. Like there was a 20 year old version of a 2018, whatever version of myself that still was saddened by that experience. And all these layers, 21, 22, 23, 12, all these layers of ignoring it. And I was given an opportunity. I was triggered, if you will. But I was given an opportunity to recognize that that version of myself suffered and then put it to rest. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Beautiful. It beautiful. really was. It really was. Like, yeah, I got my ass kicked in Tampa. I was like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, I came home. I'm like, oh, oh, why do I hurt all over? Because 20 year old Dana's like, let me out of here. <laughs> yeah, you went kicking and screaming. Um, okay, so if something sucks, try to figure out, get the awareness, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to do this as profound as Dana would do it, but. Uh... <laughs> Try to figure out what, what it is that's, that's feeling uncomfortable. Try to find the, aware, like, try to find the awareness of the source of your, your, your discomfort. And then you, you don't have to actually take the steps, but it's the willingness to take the steps when the opportunities present themselves. Yeah. Doesn't mean like, you know, I have a certain situation in my life where something, I, I know, I know something has to get done and I have the willingness to do it when the time is right. And, and, 
So that's the, that's the relief. That's the work. That's the, um, just when you have the awareness, you are, uh, uh, and the willingness you're open to receiving the opportunities to get you to where you need to get to. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what this is like, this is one of those, those racks. I remember going over with you. Once I understood that I was like, Oh, it makes so much sense. Cause it's like a mouthful, you know, like the rather I shall is a mouthful of what you were saying, but it's a truly, if you, you break it down to little steps, it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Cause it sucks to have like the awareness and not do anything about it. It really does. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things, the reason I read that second part of the recommendment is that when, when there's frustration, when there's anger, when there's irritation, that all that is, is resistance. So when you find yourself annoyed with that, when that, when that situation work, your mate, whatever it is, you have to stop and ask yourself, what am I resisting here? You know, just use the gallery as an example. You know, I made a decision. I made a decision to sell the gallery a few weeks ago, and now it can't happen fast enough because I made the decision. But there was resistance up into that. And I, and I could see the places where I was irritated and annoyed. Like I used to go there and I used to say, open the doors and say hello to all my paintings. And, all, and, it was a, and then I was like, oh, like I would, I was like, oh, I got to pull the weeds again. I don't even live here. <laughs> there was a resistance to what my soul understood. I had grown out of it. It was time to move on. And we do this, we do this in our relationships all the time. I'm not going to go any further than that, but we do this. Yes, we do. We do. Yes, we do. I had to giggle because you said mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with your mate or whomever. Or whatever, your significant other, you know, you know, you, you <laughs> love a whatever. I was like, why is she laughing? <laughs> <laughs> your mate. I don't know. That was hilarious. My mate. Okay, moving okay. on. Bye-bye now. All right. Go ahead. Do your All plugs, right. Miss Angela. Yep. All right. So today, um, so Dana and I, our purpose is to share our stories authentically, openly, to show and show the way by being the way, you know, like just to tell people, please share your stories, share bits of yourself because we're all human. We're all going through this shit together. And every single one of us, our experiences are they're all intertwined. Like someone has experienced something you've gone through something and it helps to talk things out. So um, we are running a made for LinkedIn um, storytellers um, series where people are sharing their stories under nine minutes, a little, little moment of um, stepping into their greatness and it's beautiful. And we're going to start posting them. We've got our first recording tomorrow. I'm super excited with Graham shout out. <laughs> and um so uh well i'll put the link to storytellers uh, down below all you have to do is simply fill out the form there's no cost to you it's uh it's our gift to help you know spread the love and and also dana and i get really inspired by hearing your guys stepping into your greatness um and that's it that's all i want to talk about today so sorry we're over 30 minutes i apologize yeah. Okay. Okay, <laughs> all right everybody wreck eight next week oh no 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 special guest next week mm, mm, episode 32 <laughs> all right uh have a great week everybody and uh we will catch you on the flip side Thank you for watching this episode of Going Commando, Season 3, 10 Recommandments. We're so excited. Please subscribe to our channel so you too can become empowered. This episode is brought to you by Uniquely Phenom Collaboration. We provide tools and resources designed for creators by creators. Visit uniquelyphenom.com for more information.